being so offended by a simple question, do you want one piece of paper or two, is so outrageous to me. I cannot fathom being, my lord, I can't believe you did not notice that we're married. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. And a good Friday morning to you. I have to admit, I am surprised. I, When I saw the mugshot that the former president took last night, I expected him to be smiling, smirking, proud. That's what I expected. I fully thought he'd go in with that strategy, right? Yeah. Instead, he's dour. Dour, glowering. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not 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 at all what I expected. The head tilt down, oh, because it gives yeah. you like the shadow under the eyes, the bags under the eye appearance a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. So yeah, so the former president showed up in Atlanta yesterday, went through the process. Now he is back home in New Jersey. A couple of things here that are like getting people worked up. One of them is the weight and the height that it said he was, <laughs> and there's some questions there. He was fingerprinted. A mugshot was taken. His height and weight were recorded, although we're told that his aides had supplied his height, 6'3", it said, and weight, 215 pounds. <laughs> yeah, so they did that ahead of time. He didn't He didn't actually step on a scale or anything like that. They just write that in there. And I guarantee you the Trump team was trolling everybody by putting 215 pounds Yeah, down. so they don't make you step on a scale like no. the NFL Combine? Yeah. No? He's, he okay. didn't run the 40. He didn't do anything like that. Could have, but though. It, what's so funny is how, I mean, that And he would have been the best one doing it right? ever. <laughs> but like, so many people, like, just the internet exploded last night, showing all of these athletes who weighed 215 pounds. And they're like, oh, yeah, Trump's the same. So that got the internet all worked up. Also, the uh, I, I don't know how you decide the motorcade, but did you notice how ginormous his motorcade was? It, it stretched all the way up to Milwaukee. <laughs> like, it had, like... <laughs> 20 vehicles, including like an ambulance, was involved in there. There was like 80 motorcycles, um, just all to take this former president, who is technically a citizen, to and from the county courthouse there in Atlanta. Just a crazy scene yesterday. And the other big news from yesterday is that uh, he's now back on Twitter, or at least what used to be Twitter. Now it's X. So he is now been allowed back as far as what's going to happen next trump will get the chance to enter a plea at his arraignment prosecutors are pushing for that to happen the week of september 5th it's unclear if trump will be required to attend in person the da now requesting the trial to begin october 23rd so lots to get to we'll see of this Mm -hmm. year yeah that's fast yeah (laughs) they want to move on this and of course the defense will push back on that so the next big movement will be uh, that week of September 5th. It is 614. Giannis said some things. Might keep you up at night. Brandon Snyder's got it next in sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc. It is your destination dealer. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Green Bay Packers football is back this weekend. One more tune-up before the team heads down to Chicago to begin their season. It'll be an early start for the Pack on Saturday against the visiting Seattle Seahawks, something Jordan Love is looking forward to 
as the team wraps up their summer fun. Yeah, no, it'll be a different game. We've had two night nighttime games, so to have a noon kickoff will be good, just kind of getting that you know, mode. I, I think the noon kickoffs are just a little bit different um, in terms of getting ready, getting yourself ready for the earlier game, but um, I don't think we'll treat it any different. You know? um, we always respect our opponent and just get ourselves ready as best we can um, and go out there and, and execute on the field. So. Head coach Matt LaFleur speaking this week says he expects most starters to suit up on Saturday as the Packers-Seahawks gets underway at noon at Lambeau Field. That's good news if you're in attendance like our very yes, own sir. Eric Bilstad. Yes, sir. Gets to watch maybe a few series. I don't know. How long do you think Jordan Love would play? God, I would love it if he went into the second quarter, maybe yeah. even get in the half. Like That'd be awesome. Yeah, because I mean, after this week, they got two weeks. Right. So you got plenty of time to heal up, rest up. My 13-year-old, when I first told him we were going, he's like, well, it's preseason. I'm like, come on, man. But it's here, a di- now I can I was up there for family it. night. It's If you've been up to Green Bay before Jordan Love took over, it's always like, yeah, it's preseason. Like, there's nothing going sure. on. There's a different energy up there yeah? this year. Awesome. It's different. It's different. It's it's hard to explain. I'm sure you'll feel it. You and your son will feel cool. it when you get there. So excited for you guys. You'll enjoy it. That kickoff is at noon on Saturday. Over to the Diamond, where the uh, first place Milwaukee Brewers are back at it tonight. Milwaukee will welcome in the San Diego Padres tonight at American Family Field to begin a three-game set. It's a special night at the ballpark. Former Brewers legend CC Sabathia and anchor that 2008 playoff run is in town tonight. He sat down with WTMJ and reflected on embracing the city that was once starving for playoff success. You know, when I got to Milwaukee, I walked in the clubhouse and the guys were great. And it felt like I had been there for the last 10 years. You know, it felt like I had walked into my Cleveland clubhouse. So, you know, that that made it easy. That made it great. And, you know, it just helped me realize that, you know, baseball is the same everywhere. You know, I was stressed right into that that playoff race, right, when I got to Milwaukee and just did the best I could to embrace it and, and be a part of the team. Coverage of tonight's game will get underway here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. with our Brewers warm-up. Brandon Woodruff is expected to get the start, too, for the Brewers. Lastly, we go to the NBA, where it's that time of the year again. Giannis is shaking up some headlines in an interview with the New York Times. Giannis said, quote, I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship, end quote. Giannis is eligible to sign a max extension beginning on September 22nd, with the window to do so remaining on October, till October 23rd. And there's no expectation that that's going to happen, is there? No, he basically said no. He said it doesn't make sense numbers wise. Yeah. Does this worry you? I well, I don't if know. You guys I are, mean if you're if you're rooting for Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. I well, I guess I like him saying this because he's keeping the sure. he's telling the front office, hey, you gotta keep trying here. If I, I wanna stay, I wanna be that guy who stays on the same team, but we gotta keep trying to win every year. I'll have it in extra points, but he he did this once before and the Bucks made a big move the following year. Ooh. So it could be good news if you're All a Bucks right. fan. All right. 619. What can you expect if you're going to be in Green Bay tomorrow? That's next. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said. Mama said. Mama said there'll be days. So I'm taking my son to his very first Packers game tomorrow. Preseason game. So I got some tickets that weren't quite as expensive. So looking forward to that. So what do I do with his first experience? Kelly Herbst joins us from MKEWithKids.com. Kelly, you were just at a game, what, just last week? We were just there on Saturday, and that was also two of our three kids' first games. So we're in the same boat. Yeah, so how did it go? Were you able to keep them entertained? Oh, my gosh. We had so much fun. The, so the, the big discovery for me was the Titletown District because we – I personally hadn't been up there for a few seasons and I had seen 
you know, the development and everything. But that new community development is so great for families. I mean, they've got this full-size football field that there's, you know, pickup games going on, and they've got this massive playground for kids to run around. I mean, there is so much to do up there. Have you have you seen that area for families? So I haven't. I've been up there on my own, so I didn't really experience or go explore some of the stuff that the the kids could do. But I have seen all the video of the giant sled slide that apparently you can climb up on that hill even when it doesn't have snow on it, right? Right. So that was the other the other part of it. So after we did the big football field and the playground, we headed over to I think it's Arians Hill or Aaron's Hill. And, um, nor- you know, in the winter, they have tubing down that hill. Mm. It's 46-foot high hill. And then um, they had the ice skating around it. But in the in the good weather, there were kids, like, rolling down the hill and just, you know, running around on it and, you know, <laughs> enjoying the view. I mean, it was really lovely. There were, you know, again, more pickup games of football going on. You do have to bring your own ball, but you can use any of these facilities, but just bring your own football. Kelly Herbst joins us from MKEWithKids.com. So Brandon was telling me, Kelly, that when he went, or at least you've done this before, right, Brandon, where you've gone super early into the stadium yep. as well because you're able to get closer to the field and actually yeah. like maybe even shake a hand. Watch them warm a, up. Yeah. yeah, take a picture with yeah, the player. Get some autographs. I love that idea. We've used that tip for like Brewer games and other sporting events. It's It's really true. You know, use that time before the game because that's when it's the most, chill and you can kind of get these like unique opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise i i think that's a great recommendation did you stay for the whole game okay we did not but it was a (laughs) seven o'clock game um and you know we had to drive back and everything and so we had planned on just staying for that first half and then luckily we had gotten out before that injury occurred in the oh right Um, and it was ended early anyways, so we didn't really miss anything. Um, so, yeah, but we, we had planned to leave earlier because, you know, it was a late game. But really, for families, I think these, these Packer games are getting more and more um, good, great for families. And the, the Titletown District opens up four hours before game time. So, you know, factor that into your planning. So, Kelly, I was going to ask you, too, if you had any uh, – if, if you struggled with this heat, with it being like a billion degrees out the last couple of days – what that meant at your house? Were you able to still get kids outside doing anything, going to a pool, or did everyone just stay in? Well, we we are lucky enough to have we've got a pool in our backyard, and so oh, very we nice. basically just lived we lived in that pool. But I mean, I was sharing lots of like splash pad ideas and water parks and and all that. Yeah, that was a scorcher. That was pretty intense. Uh, we were basically in the water all day. And you'll probably need a coat tomorrow. <laughs> That's oh how it works around right here. Kelly Herbs from MKEWithKids.com. Thank you so much. We want to catch up with you again here coming up next week, uh, soon here before school starts to see. Uh, I'm sure you got some plenty of tips as we all get back into the whole big school thing. I sure do. I can't wait to talk to you guys about one thing in particular, but we'll wait till then. All right, Kelly. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Kelly Herbs from MKEWithKids.com. Lots of cool stuff on that blog. It's some, some remarkable writing there, too. Giannis Speaks, will the Bucks listen? Brandon Snide's got extra points coming up at 645. So no confirmation yet from U.S. officials that Russia had any role in the plane crash that killed mercenary group leader Yevgeny Prigozhin this week. 
as of now, it's likely that Russia was involved, that Putin did this because Putin believes that he was stabbed in the back. Prigozhin and Putin close allies before the mercenary boss and his men marched on Moscow. Putin calling that a stab in the back. The Associated Press reporting that a preliminary U.S. intelligence assessment found the crash was intentionally caused by an explosion. Boy, you think? I mean, anyone who's seen the video can tell you that. You see that plane go down for about 40 seconds. Extremely, yeah, it was a long time. Here's my question. Who in their right mind gets on a plane with Prigozhin? Like, what are you doing? If there's one guy who's on borrowed time, it was him. Yeah, I would not be anywhere near him. Right? Ever. Yeah, we'll, we'll zoom. We'll zoom in. You know, how Whatever. much money are you paying for me to pilot your plane? You know what? That's not enough. Yeah, no, I, not even close. Sorry, sir. You, you got to find somebody else. Anyway, and the main reason for this, you may recall, is that he, I mean, there was an attempt to take over. They marched toward Moscow. They, they clearly was an issue. Then all of a sudden it ended quickly two months ago, and Prigozhin was like, oh, no, we're good. But clearly there was a bitter feud there. Clearly Putin wasn't happy about it. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. And, yeah. Now the question is, what does Prigozhin have on Putin? And if there's something now even beyond the grave that could be released or information or whatnot, there's some talk that maybe there's some uh, details or information or something that could be leaked out. But as of now, we haven't seen that. But Prigozhin likely on that plane. All signs point to that. It is 6.38. Big goings on this weekend on WDTMJ Conversations. We'll bring that to you next. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Petrano, Eric Bilstead, along with Mike Spaulding. Vince is back next week. He's taking his daughter to college. So thinking about you, buddy, I know that's going to be a, a rough time there. That, the first time going, that's that's an adjustment for everybody. They're going east, right? Yeah, going to New York. Uh, do we know their plans? Were they were they flying out there? No, driving. With all the stuff? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, not that a dorm room I don't think needs a ton of stuff. No, like, oh, still... do they just fly and buy when you're already there and you don't have to worry about it if they're driving, huh? No, driving all the way out. Uh, this is a pretty cool uh, location and venue in Waukesha County. I don't know if a lot of people know about it. Ten Chimneys, which is a pretty remarkable place. It's a legendary estate created by Broadway legends Lynn Fontaine and Alfred Lunt. And it's a really unique place because there's a lot of uh, actors that come through there and are master teachers and, and do some discussions and have some shows and whatnot. And Randy Bryant, the CEO of 10 Chimneys, is the uh, guest on WDTMJ Conversations on Sunday with Libby Collins. And uh, they chatted about like just his desire and his appreciation for unique older buildings and restoring them. I would imagine that living abroad and especially in, in Europe, which had so much history and so much architecture, is that what spurred your interest in taking old buildings and restoring them? I always had an appreciation for the architecture and the building materials. I'm just so amazed when you think back that they didn't have the tools that we have today, and yet they were able to build these wonderful buildings. And when you look at our city, our city is a city of immigrants. And one place I always love talking about is the Milwaukee County Historical Society. Because there, when you look at these gaggly old columns that are there, and you have all the various immigrants that were there at the time that built that building, and yet it's one that is just to be marveled today. 
I consider it to be one of the crown jewels of the county. Randy Bryant, the CEO of 10 Chimneys, the WDTMJ Conversations guest on Sunday, 11 o'clock with Libby Collins. Pretty neat what they do over there. They always have these master teachers so they'll have these actors, uh, some that are well-known and others that are just prestigious that come in and do some work with some actors and whatnot. And I've spoken with some of them. I've done some interviews with some of these folks. David Hyde Pierce was there from Frasier. Uh, Alfred Molina has been a master actor. Uh, uh, Jerry Zachs, I think, was just there. He's a Tony Award-winning director. So this this hidden gem in Waukesha County, a lot of people don't know about, really doing some remarkable work. So Sunday, 11 a.m., WDTMJ Conversations, the CEO of 10 Chimneys, Randy Bryan, on with Libby Collins. 644, Brandon Snide has extra points. Next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are back at it tonight. They will begin a three-game set with the San Diego Padres with coverage getting underway here on WTMJ at 6 p.m. Brewers currently leading the Chicago Cubs by three games for the top spot in the National League Central Division. The Green Bay Packers will play host to the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday afternoon to wrap up their preseason game of the summer. Head coach Matt LaFleur speaking this week says he expects most starters to suit up on Saturday. And lastly, tragic news out of the WWE as former champion Bray Wyatt has tragically passed away at the age of 36. It is being reported that Wyatt was dealing with an undisclosed health issue. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Marky Bucks are just weeks away from a very crucial 2023 campaign. After bowing out of the playoff race earlier this year, Milwaukee now faces the pressure of figuring out and developing a way of competing for championships while also exploring a season with a first-time head coach in Adrian Griffin. In an interview with the New York Times, to paraphrase the Greek freak, he essentially stated that staying in Milwaukee and not competing for another ring would not happen. It's not to scare people. He's not saying he will leave, nor did he say he wants out. He's simply putting pressure on the front office and ownership to make the right moves to bring in another banner for the city. The organization has a job to do. The front office has a job to do. Obviously, the coaches have a job to do, and the demands laid out by Giannis are nothing different from what all the other greats before him have done. If you recall, in 2018, Giannis did almost the exact same thing before the Bucks made the awesome decision to trade for Drew Holiday a year later. Roughly a month after Holiday was acquired, guess what? Giannis signed his max extension, keeping up on his word, and eventually in July of 2021, everything paid off. If you're a Bucks fan, this is precisely what you want to hear. Don't worry about what social media is saying. There is not, nor has there ever been any complacency with the two-time league MVP who almost single-handedly changed the culture in Milwaukee. With the help from Giannis, the standard now in Milwaukee is set, competing for championships or bust. It's now time for the organization to do their part. Have you ever asked the waiter or the waitress to split the check? And have they ever told you, ah, sorry, can't do that, or they don't want to, or they roll their eyes? Is it really that big of a deal? And what if they ask you if you want to split the check? How do you respond? Joining us now, ESPN Milwaukee's Gabe Knight. So where are you, first of all, Gabe? Uh, We're hanging out at 1848 Coffee in New Berlin, National Avenue. Nice little remote out here. You know, get some coffee to start your day if you happen to be out in the New Berlin area on, right. uh, on National App. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy getting underway here at 7 o'clock. All right, so the story that I wanted to bring to you was that this uh, waitress has shared on Reddit now 
a note that she was left on the, uh, the her bill. She left a bill for the couple, and they left the note back saying, no tip for you because it was very rude to ask my wife and I if we wanted separate checks. So she had asked basically this man who was in his early 60s, whose wife was younger, if they were, you know, do you guys want separate checks? And they were so offended they did not tip because of that. Have you ever been asked if you wanted separate checks? And if so, were you offended by it, Gabe? Of course I've been asked if I want to split the bill. I've gone out to eat since the year 2020. Like, of course, this has been a question that's been asked. It seems like it's one that's pretty standard protocol. And maybe the waitress didn't happen to notice that maybe you're married. Maybe you're not. Who knows? Who cares? Like, being so offended by a simple question, do you want one piece of paper or two, is so outrageous to me. I cannot fathom being, my Lord, I can't believe you did not notice that we're married. Did you not hear the conversation? No, no one's paying attention to your damn conversation. Nobody's paying attention if you got a wedding band on. This waitress is trying to do her job, get to as many tables as she can. I cannot believe this guy is probably just looking for a reason not to tip because he's old. People <laughs> like to tip. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly where I was at, Gabe. Like, th- if you're not tipping because of this, you weren't going to tip anyway. Like, come on, let's Correct. be honest. Like, you're not a tipper so if I, this is getting in your way. I'll go the opposite on this. I would actually tip more. Because generally, like, they don't offer, but when they do, or if you ask, like, we're, we oftentimes are out and about with friends and, like, other kids or, like, the kids' baseball teams or whatever, so there's a bunch of us out there. And sometimes the waiter or waitress is like, ah, oh, like, sorry, we can't do that. We can't, can't split. I'm like, really? You, you can't split the bill? So the fact that she offered ahead of time, Gabe, that would make me want to give her more of my money. Oh, 100%, because it's it's so much easier for you. Like, oh, you're going to make it easier for me. I'll make it worth it for you on the back end with a little bit of a better tip. That makes 100% sense. And, I mean, I, I, I would say when I first got to Milwaukee about 10 years ago, kind of for the first three, four years before I met my now wife and we started mm-hmm. dating, like, you're going out to eat with friends all the time. And when you're younger and you're kind of going out to eat with friends and there's like six of you and you, you want six different checks, I understand how that's like a hassle, but it's also – just so much nicer if you can do it that way and everybody can pay their own way. And I know it's easier with like Venmo now to kind of pay back somebody, you know, right away if, if, if they can't split the bill, but yeah, if, if a place is offering just, Oh no, thanks. We'll just take the one bill. Like that's all it takes is no, <laughs> no, we just need the one and instead of getting offended. And by the way, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Boy, if they we need really to picked take. a bone with you. What's going on? <laughs> oh, I don't know if they need to take this, this uh, this receipt and try to do some hand analysis for any serial killers that aren't like, you know, that any serial killer murders that haven't been solved because this guy, the way he wrote on <laughs> the receipt, like what is going on? Like that is not the way normal people write. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the actual handwriting on the bill, which is taken a picture of and posted, is unique and there's big question marks in there. But let's ask, okay, we got to ask Pancake. We have, we have an expert who can provide detail on this, uh, Greg Pancake Hill, who got his name from working at the Pancake House. Okay, Greg, can a waiter or waitress easily split the bill? The, my my biggest beef is when I ask to get the bill split, if that's the case, and they go, oh, we can't do You can't do Yes, you can do that. It's the easiest thing in the world. Every system across the history of waiting tables has been able to split the bill. So getting offended by 
asking that thing when I typically have not been asked like that is I'm with you, Gabe. That's outlandish. <laughs> yeah, but again, this person, if you're being offended over that question, what questions? I guess the better question to ask for this gentleman who was offended that him and his wife were asked to split the bill. What questions are you not offended by? I think that's going to be a shorter list. If you're being offended, if you're asking, if, if somebody asks you if you wanted two bills or one. I, you know what? I think uh, today's a record-breaking day. I don't think I've ever heard Gabe get this worked up about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe Neitzel from ESPN oh. Milwaukee. Where are you at again? You're in New Berlin? Uh, 1848 Coffee, National Avenue in New Berlin. Stop by, say hi, grab some coffee on your way to work. All right, buddy. Have a great day. All right, you guys too.